0: In the words of Blue Island's own, enough's enough, so redeeming when I'm dreaming. And this is the Fat Man Chronicles. episode 166 of the Batman Chronicles, I'm Pete, and I am with my buddy Dave this week, and we are just a couple of middle-aged dads trying to figure this whole damn thing out.
1: Still trying.
0: You, <laughs> yeah. I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Hey, I, I mean, I got to throw in a Blue Island, Illinois band. There you so go. That nobody's probably heard of. Nope. Outside of this little. So quick story. I actually won an Enough's Enough CD
1: <laughs> way back in the day.
0: At Hammerheads? Uh, no. I don't remember where it was. It might have been at Bourbon Street. Yeah. Um, Back in the day. So, yeah. Enough. But anyway, enough. man.
1: You're going back. Yeah. Okay. So I have to laugh, Pete. I don't know why this picture. You'll be able to see it. Can you see that? <laughs> Yeah, I don't all know right. why this picture is on my desk. I had to find picture of Braden. Well, I mean, now me. you're gonna
0: send that picture for us to put in the show notes. I will. I'll put it up there. About. But
1: that's me in seventh grade with my uh, 1983 feathered hair Beautiful. back in the day. And then I was all ready for a rant today, Pete, because I just spent an hour watching the Food Network with Verica, and the Food Network has gotten so bad it's not watchable. And I apologize to the world for my culinary opinion on modern cooking shows, but I couldn't believe where it started from and where it is now. But I feel better now. Thank you.
0: Why? Why? I mean, so why bother watching it then? Why not just walk away, read a book, take a walk? Because
1: I, I, Pete, to be honest with you, 98% of what Farika watches, I walk, away, I walk away from and I sit on my computer watching YouTube videos and stuff. Yeah. So you thought you, like, owed it to her? Nah, we were just chilling. We went to get our flu shots this morning. I did some grocery shopping. I'm going to make some uh, soup today. And uh, we were just chilling, spending time together. And, you know, I moan and groan and I roll the TV and she just laughs, laughs at me. It's kind of what we do as old
0: people. <laughs> it is getting to be soup season. But, man, is it. Just a crazy renaissance of warm weather here at least. Is it we're supposed to get warm? Is it warm by oh, you it now? Oh, it got warm? Yeah. So quick quick recap because I want to catch up with you. So I'll just kind of get my my stuff out of the way. Uh we're recording on Sunday, the 23rd. Yesterday was Gretchen's birthday. Happy birthday to my wonderful wife. And we decided that we would take a trip up to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm to uh, spend the day we just so we kind of got familiar with the area because of the badger races and we've just come to love it so we wanted to kind of go up there do a little shopping go to paoli or paoli however you want to say it I'm, i've am i heard natives say it both ways uh go to new glarus uh where we would have dinner and since we were in no hurry we actually took all kind of like side streets up Mm -hmm. we did not take the expressway so we could look at all the foliage and kind of enjoy the fall and we are expecting it to be like a crisp 40s you know maybe into 50s no No, it was (laughs) it was well into the 75 to 80 range but what was the dew point uh dew point was still pretty low i think (laughs) um i wasn't running so i really didn't give a crap but because we were going up that way, we figured we'd stop and say hi to the dots last dots oh, standing nice. crew. So we went to Belleville park first and, uh, got to see chatted with Derek uh, Hartman, who's a TJM guy and he wasn't running, uh, talked to the overall winner of the last dot standing, Brian, real nice guy. Congrats. 118. To him. Was it? 116, 118, somewhere in that, in that realm. Uh, Saw uh Dr. Nelson. I'll just uh we can't we can't say his <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, on our show, we don't say the nickname that he has on TJM. Uh, <laughs> but said hi to him. He got a hundred miles and in, nice. in uh twenty-three-ish hours done also. And oh saw Oscar last week's drawing winner and mm-hmm. Mike Finstead, who went out there with a goal of hitting a hundred miles in under thirty-six hours, and he did it. Awesome. And Mike's just been such a positive influence uh, to me uh, since I've gotten to meet him at the TJM stuff. He's just a great guy. So, And then we packed up and went over to Dots and said hi to Scotty and had nice. a nice long conversation with him. And it's always interesting talking to Scott, right? So, yeah. And especially when he's been sleep deprived for 36 yeah, hours or so. I,
1: one of these days I am going to make it home for a sugar badger, badger, something, and meet the people, meet Scott and, uh, hopefully run or do something with the guy.
0: Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so part of the, part of it, like we were talking about, um, his, you know, like the stories that he tells over and over again. And (laughs) he told me there are three really good stories that he will not tell. Uh-huh. Um, on TJM. So I've got to get him to like pace me for a race go. or something, right? 100 um, mile,
1: hundred miler next year. Oh, well, he can't pace you at his he own can't race. pace during his own yeah, races. Yeah. So
0: yeah, but it was, uh, I don't know, just a, he's a great guy. He's always got a different perspective. So it's always fun to, to talk have, to him. Have
1: so. you seen the picture of someone, I think it was today, they posted of him next to Capone
0: Oh, yeah, and he I, looks just like Al Capone. Yeah, I mean, it, Capone like uh,
1: they do. Yeah. They look super alike, like yeah. there is some matching DNA in their history.
0: it has got to do an Ancestry or yeah, yeah,
1: 23andMe or something, right? But the big question is, did Michaela eat Gretchen's lobster, birthday lobster?
0: Yeah, so we went to Christie's for dinner, <laughs> and Christie's had some specials going on. They had two lobster tails, and... They were like two five ounce lobster tails. So, you know, a decent amount of lobster yeah, meat, yeah. which here would have been like 75 bucks would have been <laughs> like a deal, right? Easily. Yeah. It was Forty-five dollars. Nice. So um I she got that. I got surf and turf. I got a filet with a lobster tail. She ended up eating half my lobster tail. I did not make Gretchen <laughs> give up any lobster on her birthday. Well, that but, was nice of you. But the kid just kept asking for more lobster but she didn't want to not get the hamburger, the cheeseburger at Christie's because she loves it. It's her favorite Mm -hmm. cheeseburger.
1: Now I Um, have to laugh at Gretchen's picture. I saw the two lobster tails, but I, I wasn't wearing my readers. And I'm like, that is the worst looking steak that I've ever seen. And I had to blow up the picture and it was the shell dish with the drawn butter in it. Yeah, But like without it, Blown up. I'm like, that steak looks
0: terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was good. Well, and we and we had some uh, cheese curds because you know, Wisconsin. Mm. So it was really a it, look. If you're in New Glarus, we've I've said it before, just go to do yourself a favor, go to Christie's. I mean, it's so good. The food there is just fantastic. And it's now, is there know, a big brewery there. There is New, New Glarus. Glarus Brewery. Their most famous beer is spotted cow. That's it. That's and they it. only distribute in Wisconsin yes. as of now. So, And that's
1: who uh, Pluckerman always talks about on Adventure Jogger. Yes. So I never, I thought Spotted Cow, I, I never connected, or maybe I, I don't realize that I did Spotted Cow in New Glarus Brewery. Yeah. Gotcha now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was great. I didn't run, which felt fine. Like I, I didn't, get there and go, geez, I wish I was on the trail mm. until I saw Finstead going out for his last two laps, like back and forth between Belleville and dots. Uh-huh. And I'm like, man, I wish we would have had a room. Like, I wish we were spending the night and I could have walked that with him part, at least part of it. Right. Cause people went out with him. Yes. I'm sure people did. Yeah. I mean, there were pacers all over the place. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the we couldn't get a room though because it was Wisconsin homecoming and rooms were like 500 bucks a night. So yeah, yeah, yeah. none of that was going on. We already we already did that in Chicago, so it wasn't <laughs> happening again.
1: Yeah, I just booked a room for uh, the uh, Braden's going for his third indoor national championship and I just booked the room in the m- beginning of March. 504 bucks for two nights, which I'm Ooh. hoping we won't be there two nights, but I just booked the weekend until the, the schedule comes
0: out. But it's crazy now. Well, I mean, that's two nights at least. I'm talking about a night. Yeah, yeah, it, it yeah. It was $500 well, bucks a night.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me during yeah. football season. Yeah. I mean, Wisconsin's
0: <laughs> not great this year, but it's still, it's Wisconsin. You got all the alumni coming in. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, they're doing better than Northwestern broke my heart yesterday. Yeah, I
0: didn't even see. It oh, brutal. Obviously, I was concentrating on other things.
1: Yeah. Now, are you, were, was your uh, fire stoked watching Dots? Like, do you think, do you want to do that 24 hour a little more or was just nice, like being a
0: part of it? I honestly, I don't know. Like, I, I like the idea of going out there and walking for that long. Mm-hmm. And, and that, you know, I haven't talked to Mike Finstead fully, but I mean, he was mostly walking, right? I mean, this was a, a labor of love for him to, to, to get to that, to get to that hundred, you know, a big goal. Um, I could see trying like wanting to do that. And I'm wondering if pacing, you know, with Rob in a couple of weeks is going to stoke it a little bit more, you know, cause I'll be doing black, you know, some miles in, you know, with a headlamp and at night. Mm-hmm. And I, the one thing I will say though, in the past, like I've always said with these races, like I'm fine doing it alone. I, I don't want to do that alone.
1: Yeah. So you would to, do the
0: 24-hour, not the, not the not last, last standing. Not last standing. That's in, that's, in, that's, <laughs> that's insane. I mean, so just so everybody knows or if you don't understand. So last standing is one of these kind of uh, events, like a big backyard ultra, where you go a certain amount of distance. In this case, it's like f- uh, just under 4.2 miles. And you have to finish and be ready to start the next lap every hour on the hour. So you've got to time it so that you get enough rest, but not too much rest. You have time to eat, but not too much time to, and it's difficult because of the walking involved for a lot of these runners. Right. Um, Cause if you just go all out, run, run, in 40 minutes or something and have 20 minutes to rest. It sounds great, but that's brutal. Right. (laughs) Um, to do over and over and over and over and over until the last person can't go. Right. So, right. And um, then that
1: person has to do one more, one
0: more. Yeah. Yeah. They've got to, I think they've got to complete that lap. Yeah. So to, to be the official winner. So it's really, that's a big, that's a big undertaking right there. Yeah.
1: And then there was another one, birdies big yard or something where the the two last people set the world record and then they both dropped out so there was no official winner they shared the world record together oh which i thought was kind of cool
0: It's interesting yeah i haven't i don't pay enough attention to that stuff maybe but
1: i got a lot of time now pete <laughs> <laughs> Why
0: don't we transition into that, Dave? <laughs> right? Do you see how we're like professionals? You see yeah. how I did that? <laughs> yeah. Tell us what's been going on these last few weeks. Uh,
1: well, we uh, the flu bug is rampant in uh, middle school here, so uh, we are finishing up. Braden uh, tested positive for the last week with flu A, so uh, I've been. Doing uh, Mr. Mom, Dr. Dad, which is my favorite thing to do. I, I just love being that uh, home, house, husband, father. And uh, thankfully, he's back on the upswing. He missed his uh, big senior night, last home game, football game yesterday. So that was a little hard for him. But uh, he didn't want to infect his teammates because they have uh, one big game uh, next week that they uh, might be able to beat this team. Uh, For the first time in eight years. So there's a lot of excitement coming up now. And he kind of turned it around and he's doing better. And says he feels great. Except that his uh, throat is a little sore. But uh, if that's the worst of it. For being as sick as people have with flu A. uh, Then I'll take it. And I have a lot of time now. Is because I am uh, no longer working. (laughs) So uh, I had a couple more. Uh, panic attacks and I talked to uh, my boss uh, is a very good friend of my wife and I and uh, we were talking one morning and uh, I called out of work again I'd missed a couple days of work and uh, I told her basically that her friendship was much more important to me uh, than her paycheck and uh, we kind of had that mutual moment of hey you need to go take care of yourself go do it So um, we uh, mutually moved on from work and uh, I had my first, um, I don't know what you call it, my first appointment with, uh, I don't know if a psychotherapist, a therapist, psychologist, other than the degree, like what the difference is. But I had my first appointment with the guy earlier in the week. And uh, I will say just walking into the door was an amazing sense of relief. Like I hadn't even met the guy yet. He came uh, highly recommended to me from a friend who that I I trust a recommendation. But just walking into that door and um, it was the first time that I went into it doing it for myself. And there was just a massive relief at that moment. And it kind of was like, everything's going to be okay. Like feeling.
0: So So are you, uh, are you set up now with weekly or? Yeah, right now it's weekly
1: and uh, we'll kind of uh, figure it out as we go. He gave me some homework to do. He, I have a, uh, he wrote a book, so I I got his book, which I need to read um, the homework, some breathing stuff he doesn't um prescribe medication himself but he works in conjunction with someone so we're kind of um, gonna feel out where we're at where i'm at and uh do i need more than once a week and that kind of thing like where are we at and it's more a uh, little more outside the box than the uh, i told him i had a guy when i was a kid with the big white smoke stained beard and the the you know the sweater and the pipe and the big, thick glasses, much different than that. He was, um, you know, jeans and a T-shirt. So it made me feel very relaxed walking in. And uh, I swear a lot when I talk, not on this show, but uh, we kind of dropped some F-bombs together. So it was a very relaxing environment. It was very comfortable talking with him. So uh,
0: I'm excited about that. Do, do you know, is there like a specific style of therapy? Did he share like any details no, on that?
1: We just kind of um we just kind of talk like where are you at? What brought you in here? What's going on? Um and I told him about the you know the airplane incident and my uh like a uh I, I described it as a loop of uh being stuck in a loop since that incident of feeling like the weakest person in the world, having that moment in front of my kid and then truly feeling that anxious panic attack. So like, like my own, like, uh, what's the word self? Like my, my self hating, if you will. I think I I can't think it, I, I, it starts with a D, but I'm caught in this loop that I think I'm the biggest wimp but I'm really having a, 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 a problem that's taken over my everyday norm. And we kind of talked about that and, um, like some breathing exercises to, you know, get back into that and meditation. So it's kind of a little bit all over the place, kind of like I'm a little bit all over the, the place, but I really enjoyed talking to him. I was really comfortable and, uh, even for five minutes, I felt that first five minutes, I felt really comfortable and like everything's going to be OK. Like, let's get on this journey of taking me back. And I told him that that for the first time uh, a year ago, six months ago, two years ago, five years ago, I would have never walked in here for me. I would have walked in here for Farrica or Braden. And I think that's why it didn't work is because I was always doing it for someone else. And
0: now I'm doing it for me. What was the what was the catalyst for you to finally make that decision?
1: It just was that the incident on the plane just never stopped. Mm. Right. So even though. On the inside, I was still turning. I'm still having all these moments. My heart rate's beating out of my chest just going to the grocery store. Like, it's not right, right? I got, and I, I called a friend of mine um, who's a retired big city policeman. So he's seen, I've seen some crap in my life, and he's seen a lot more crap in his career. And uh, so we talked about this. Uh, parasympathetic fight or flight response and being stuck in that loop. And it really made sense to me and that I have to break that loop. And, uh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be nervous going to the grocery store. So like bigger problem, like you're seeing that there's a bigger problem and accepting of that bigger problem. And Hey, it's time, right? Verica and I have, um, two really close friends who had uh, attempted suicides in the last year. So I think I know Farika's concern of that's always in the forefront now. Like she knows something's going on with me and is worried about that. And I know there's something going on with me and there's a road that I don't want to go down, which... People can go down unknowing. Does that make does that make sense? Like getting to that suicidal point, and I I don't have those thoughts, but something's going on enough to be like, hey, I need I need to talk to someone now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think that that's been one of the bigger issues I've personally found is that when you talk about things like depression, anxiety mental illness, just in general, and you're not suicidal, people sometimes don't fully listen, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't fully comprehend that the pain that you go through day in and day out, that doesn't necessarily mean that you want to not be here. It just means that you may want to end up handling it in a way that's self destructive, or that's destructive in a way that not only hurts you, but hurts the others around you, right? And, and, and the two just don't always have to go together. And we need to be gentler on people that have problems, but they're not extreme. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just feel like maybe social media has exacerbated this, right? But we've got to go to extremes to get attention. And yeah. not, not all of us are at that point. It doesn't mitigate or take away from the pain because maybe the pain that you're feeling or the anxiety you're feeling or, or whatever it is, maybe would have been enough for another person to, to head down that more destructive path. Mm -hmm. Right. So I I don't know if I'm explaining this well, but I just think it's really important that we take the time to understand that the two things are not completely intertwined, but one is final. Right. Right. So that's the one that's going to weigh on us the absolute most. And the fact that we've now got 988 as a national Mm -hmm. prevention hotline, um, it's, it's helped a lot of people already. And if that's the way you do feel, please dial it, please. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, it. I, sorry, no, go I ahead. was going to say, I was, I was
1: looking at what I was going through mentally the same, I wasn't looking at it the same as I was the drinking where we always talk about, uh, where you, you had said, and I think it was Scotty that. And how we started out talking about the title alcoholic and what, if it just, if it's disrupt, disruptive to your life, do you really need to have the title for you to realize that there might be something wrong? So that's why I quit drinking, right? Like the simple, the simple term, or the simple thing is the drinking was being disruptive to my life. So I stopped now this, whatever is going on is being disruptive, disruptive to my everyday basic functioning. So it's time to get help and just being able to see it like that made it
0: much easier to walk through the guy's door. When you were going through that rough patch, um, were you turning back to, to drinking to try to cope, or did you stay away still?
1: No, I, I would, I'll say honestly, I've probably been ninety percent away, right? It's never, it's always just never been a cope. I shouldn't say that because that's probably a lie. But I, I haven't been perfect, but I haven't been anywhere near what I was, and, and I think it was just an excuse to. Right, well I'm not gonna worry about this because I need to worry about this but they really need to go hand in hand right yeah. They're inter they're intertwined and talking to him made me see that clearer yeah right you can't take care of one unless you take care of the other like uh like a figure eight like they're intertwined like I have to work on as hard as it is I have to work on both simultaneously
0: yeah I mean it's it- it may not be the cause of the problem, but it, it, it definitely doesn't help it, right? It, drinking exacerbates oh, 100%, those percent right? One hundred percent. And so, I found myself not to, but as an example, right? I'll have a drink here or there, but when I when I say something to myself like oh, I, "I need a drink" or "I could really use a drink," that's when I definitely don't have one, because mm-hmm. I don't want it to become. coping mechanism right Right. i don't want it to become a mask uh, of what's really happening um that doesn't mean i can't enjoy something in pretty good moderation right so uh yeah i mean i think it's big for for you to be there because you know you need it and you're doing it for yourself yeah not that and your in, family's not a good reason, but you're you're the best reason. But if you do it for yourself, you ultimately are doing it for everyone.
1: Yeah, right? because the people I'm doing it for me, but three people are going to reap the benefits of it. Whereas if I did it for the other people, it's short term, and then none of us really gain the benefits of it.
0: Right. So what's your plan then? Going like right now. Are you just going to just kind of be that stay-at-home dad again for a while?
1: I don't, I don't think we're in a position for me, <coughs> sorry, just to stay at home. I think Farick and I are both on the same page that this is the priority. Uh, I, I interviewed for another job and it would be like 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. And she was very clear that she didn't want that to happen. Like, find the right thing and the right hours. If we have to make some sacrifices, we will. But stay, if that's what you need to do to work these specific hours, then that's what you need to do, right? You can't get on the course, take care of yourself, and stay on that course. So, uh, initially, I, I probably won't work for a week or two, but I will look for, even if it's, you know, packing groceries during the day, or she's already talked about going to work at the school, doing something that, uh, but don't like go to like these extremes where you have to wake up at three 30 in the morning. Cause it, it's just not going to work and you're set yourself up for success, not for failure.
0: Yeah. So are you trying to find something that works like where you're working during the school day so that you're available to brave before and after? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that makes sense just with what you've described and if that's what can fit into your, you know, your own home budget and needs and stuff. For the short
1: term, we really just need to get through the end of eighth grade and the summer. And then once high school starts, then his day is much longer. Right. So then, you know, he could either take the bus or I'll take him to school. Mm -hmm. We're hoping he goes to a Uh, private school, which is like a half hour away. So um, then I would take him there and pick him up. But that day is much longer, which gives me a much bigger work opportunity too. And uh, go ahead. I see you thinking.
0: Well, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just brainstorming, right? Like at this point in your life, like given all those parameters, like are you thinking about something that's not so rote, but that has more meaning for you. So like a school where you're impacting, you know, that kids have a great day or, um, I don't know. I'm just gonna, I mean, I'm just making stuff up, mm-hmm. right? Like, a uh, a, a food bank, right? Where, you know, they need these shifts filled from 10 to two and you can impact people getting food. Something with meaning, I guess. Is Yeah. Is, I have to, to look more point.
1: into it because I always look at what's the easiest, less stressed job that I could just show up, do my gig and leave, right? And there's no real, I truly feel like my every day is meaningless. Like there's meaning to being a husband and being a father, but I, for 20 years I went to work and there is meaning and purpose and now that, fulfillment I don't have anymore, which is a big struggle of police fire soldiers, especially locally that I know that they, you know, what's our purpose. And we all are struggle with the every day. And I've definitely struggled with every job I've had since the fire department is stupid and, and meaningless. So, you know, I probably do need to spend more time. And there's a, um, uh, company right around the corner that does, uh, like uh, home health care and socialization and like you can like pick someone up and take them to the grocery store, elderly, senior citizens, maybe set up their, help them with their phones and stuff like that. So I probably should look into that.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know what the answer is, but I just kept thinking about exactly what you just brought up, right? Yeah. Like you spend all that time helping people. And, and I mean, frankly, being somebody who the rest of the world looks at as, damn, we need that guy, right? Like we Mm -hmm. need those people. And now all of a sudden you're not. And everything, I mean, not to be a jerk, right? But it's pretty clear everything aggravates you when it comes to work, right? Like (laughs) these other jobs, right? I mean, you're not real shy about about that part, right? So if you can't find a way to overcome that, you know, it's it's meaningless, right? So I mean, like my, I I can only think about it in terms of myself, right? Like I Mm -hmm. think about that, like, well, geez, I was in the alcohol industry for, better part of 18 years right and what am I doing right mm-hmm. like it does it. but here I am again I'm taking on other clients to help them they're in that industry but it's an industry that I know but at least I'm helping a small business and that right. pays forward right but I can't do things that are just com- I have trouble doing things that are completely meaningless for for pay yeah <laughs> it's just it's tough for me so I thought it might yeah. be tough for you and if you had a different angle on it maybe yeah i mean
1: i don't really you're you hit the nail on the head but um i think that i've always you say that you miss that purpose and fulfillment but then you like you're you're so convinced that you never wanted to do it again but it's like you create that own we create that own um the like internal struggle yeah. Like I of a, a friend of mine, he's a retired Green Beret, right? So he spent twenty-three years and now he's kind of lost. Like you can't get that adrenaline back, you can't get that fulfillment back, you don't get that brotherhood and camaraderie that you have. Like it's how do you rebound from that? It's you right. know, I see him struggle and the guys from the uh fire department, a guy from uh Birmingham, Alabama fire department just wrote this big article about, um, retirement. And like when you retire and resign that, uh, what's the next step. So it's a lot, a lot, a lot of thought to go into it.
0: Well, I mean, it's good to know you're not alone, right. For, For, for one, but it sounds like it's a pretty big issue with many people. And I've heard this before, right. Listening to like people talk about, uh, People who are like retired military or first responders, like finding things like ultra running or triathlon,
1: mm. you know, it, it's
0: it creates that brotherhood again, yeah, or that and sisterhood. I,
1: I really thought about today, I was going to post something, I haven't gotten to it, I still might, but I really wanted to post in the TJM Nation page about like, I know they have band of brothers, and uh, first America. responders can go to that, but I really think that uh that's unique in itself within the military and then there's still I still I run and uh there's another one too with uh, mental health and ultra running but um
0: it's bigger so than we're, the trail
1: yeah bigger than the trail uh, to find out about those and I know you could still do you could start a, I still and still I run chapter but I think that's been a lot on my mind lately because I think that can be a big help too. Yeah, right. Yeah, Getting I mean, back into that.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's specific ones like Band of Runners and murka who are military focused, mm-hmm. uh, and there are the broader ones like still. I I think still I runs broader um, and bigger than the trails, definitely kind of all encompassing. And and yeah. that's a that's one that I've looked at probably more and made spent more time with personally. Uh, Mm -hmm. But there's those, those things. And one of the, I will say that one of the big things that's kind of come up with me is understanding how to balance big dreams and big goals with small dreams and small goals. Mm -hmm. And I guess there's really no small dreams necessarily, but the more I read stoic philosophy Eastern philosophy, Christian philosophy, Judeo-Christian philosophy. I the more I, I understand I like all these things all come together. Like there's there's all these differences, but let me tell you, yeah. they all they all have some central tenets yeah. that are pretty much the same. Um so Being a good person and 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 kind of working on yourself and controlling yourself is a a big part of them, right? So, Mm -hmm. some of them might call it, you know, the the four uh, pillars. Some of them might call it the Ten Commandments. They're all the same thing, right? Yeah, Um, in the end. So, I mean, I'm I'm happy for you going forward and finding somebody to talk to. I think that's going to make a huge difference in your life. Yeah,
1: I, I I there's really a I don't want to say the loop has been broken, but it's slowed down a lot. And uh, there's really a um, a sense of calm. Like the hardest part was walking through the guy's door. Right. And then it, it like pretty typical, like if you've ever been in a, a, a therapist's office with like the pictures on the wall, the color scheme, the music, you know, the waiting room. Like, it was very, like, a lot of times I would make fun of that, but it was welcoming, it was relaxing, and it was just saying, you know what, it's going to be okay. And uh, there is a spirituality magazine. I forget what the name was, but it was spirituality, and there was, like, ten copies of this magazine in the waiting room. And each one had on the cover was a woman. And I thought it was very interesting because – This is so hard for the machismo guys to do that it made me think of how right it really was that I walked through the door, right? Because there's there's so much suffering in my community and really all it takes is just walking into the door like it's okay. And, yeah. I, and I felt that for the first time. And a friend of mine who's a, a lieutenant colonel in the army, he posted something about it being the one year anniversary about him uh, being on medication and how it's OK and how much better his every day is because he took that step. Right. And I'm like, That's awesome, yeah. I mean, and I told him, like, guys like me need guys like you.
0: To be open like that, so yeah, yeah. Um, I I hear you on that, right? Because the it took me a long time in in my journey, but I started thinking about life as you know you have 168 hours in a week. You you sleep for approximately 56 of those hours, so there's approximately 112 waking hours. And my goal eventually was I needed to find a way to make that one hour that I spent in the therapist's office, that less than 1% of my waking hours, impact the other 111, mm-hmm. right? So I had to work on myself for 111 hours and I got to work together with somebody for one, right? Yep. Sometimes it was two. <laughs> First small stretch, it was like five, but it, you know, when I was really struggling, but for the most part that, and for me, it, that sounded daunting at first, but for me, what it told me is that like, I'm responsible for myself, but these other people are always here to help. And then I learned how to ask for help during those other 111 hours. Mm -hmm. And that that's when I finally kind of got on a path where I could understand like, uh Oh, this is coming I got to, I got to start using the tools or call the right people, you know, the people that I know I can count on and, you know, I still struggle with it. I haven't talked about it, but I mean, I, I just had a wicked bout of of depression and anxiety, but you you do what you got to do. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting
1: because the machismo factor prevents you. You spent, I spent my whole career being this guy. Now I'm not that guy going through all these problems right so the machismo me to get back to being that person that I was so proud of I have to be not machismo enough to the extreme like hey it's okay to go and get that help right so I can get back and it's an interesting like uh, God I'm So bad, but juxtaposition, okay, yeah, right. Of like you used to be this guy, now you're not that guy. But to be the guy that you used to be, you gotta like do everything that you think is wrong and what makes you like the big, the big wuss. If I can, but really. And, I, and I, I've never realized this before till now, but you're really that tough guy to be able to walk into the guy's office and say, hey, I want my life back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think your image of what you used to be is going to fade pretty fast when you get, find the right therapist. And and then you're only going to worry about the person yeah, I yeah. want to be right the, now.
1: the person who I can be because of my past is awesome. Yeah. Right. I'm just so lost. And now like I have that sense of calm and the loop is slowed down. Now let's, let's, uh, figure out these breathing exercises and meditation <laughs> and all that stuff so I can get back. And if I have that little anxiety panic attack, then I can, I can fix it. Right. Awesome. And figure out how to sit on an airplane for 13 hours. <laughs> yeah. Get to work on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did tell <laughs> well, them within the first five minutes, I'm like, Hey, here's like, there's lots of problems, but here's like the big problem on the horizon in two months. <laughs> yeah. So
0: it was awesome. Well, it was a good time. Yeah. I mean, I think it's great that you shared this and other people are definitely going to, going to feel good about, uh, you know, that they're not alone too. So Yep. it's big, man. Well, not to cut you off, but we got to wrap her up and I got a drawing to do <laughs> one more name this week. One more. Uh all right, so Mary Beth was the first week, which I admittedly have not mailed. <laughs> I I'm gonna mail the with the winner today. Uh Oscar did get his though because I did see him yesterday, so we just handed were able to hand it to him. But Mary Beth, yours is coming. I'm mailing it uh, tomorrow. Uh yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow's Monday. All right, last one. It is Shay Shea Bay. <laughs> you're the winner. So I will also be mailing you one. I'll get in touch and get your address here shortly and, and do that. So for the others that entered and did not win, I'm going to reach out to you to see if you might want. I do have some No Fear Project mugs left that I found during my, my cleaning. So if you want a mug, you'll get that because why not? it's a decent consolation prize. It is. Those are good mugs. Yeah. But that's it, man. You got anything else before we wrap her up? No, that's it for now. Awesome. All right. I may take a week off um, of our stuff, maybe come back in a couple of weeks. And yeah. then uh, I got, I got to get with Rob in between there. Um, and maybe I, me and Robin and Karen got to talk about our plan. So maybe we'll, we'll make an episode out of that. There you go. I'm, right. you text me and we're talking. All right, man. Whenever you want. Well, now that we're not working, we can do this during the week again. So I mean <laughs> yeah, <it's>, yeah. <laughs> it could be could be easier. Who knows? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right, let's wrap her up. You've been listening to episode 166 of the Fat Man Chronicles. The music is you got me wrong by Safar. Give us a rating and a review if you could. Share us with whoever you think might just need a little nudge to get their life going in a different direction. And other than that, everyone get out there and be better today. I was not hiding I was unsure And I was really